0: This is a new podcast series called Real Life Motivation. Your hosts are Rachel Day from Flying School and Kelda Wood from Climbing Out. Together, we're going to be chatting around what helps us stay motivated. We're going to be sharing some of our top tips and ideas and always sharing our real life experiences so that we can keep things real for you. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Kelda. Lovely to see you again um and welcome to our Hi. our next installation of real life motivation so Kel did you want to share what's our concept today what we're we going to be talking about
1: so today it was really about looking at our energy you know how how we use our energy and are we using it wisely so are we using it on things that are within our control with our influence out of our control. Um, and I think that's the fascinating thing is actually looking at things that happen in life, especially at the minute around the coronavirus. You know, what are we getting wound up about and can we actually do anything about it?
0: Brilliant. So I'm wondering, should we start with a story? Like, how can you relate this to your own experiences? Because we're always really interested in, in what you've put yourself through. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, the, the Atlantic was always such a great sort of environment to, to demonstrate how all of this stuff works, you know? And I think a great example of that was the, the weather out there, you know? The weather was so frustrating because whether it be blowing you in the wrong direction, not blowing at all, um, you know, and making it really hard work. And, and to tell you my little story, you know, there was one day where I was really struggling and and I was just screaming at the wind saying, oh, you just give me a break. Just for 10 minutes. Just give me a break. And as soon as I said that, this wave came and just hit me and like straight over the top of the boat. And I was like, thank you very much. <laughs> and and got my knickers in a right twist. But actually... The wind, the waves, the weather was totally out of my control. So I was wasting so much energy that I could have put into rowing on getting wound up about the weather. And once I chilled my beans and kind of said, you know, well, can you do anything about the weather, Kelda? Well, no, so stop getting chirpy about it and just crack on and row, you know, and actually I felt so much better. It's understandable, Um, but I had a very interesting conversation with someone the other day who was getting very wound up about the work situation um, that we're in at the minute around the coronavirus. And so I told you, we call them the circles of influence. So if you picture three circles, I've got a little drawing here actually for um, when we do it. So I don't know if you can see those. Yeah. So the three yeah. circles that are kind of interlinking, and they're things that are what's under our control, what can we influence, and what is out of our control. And when we actually start looking at it, um, it makes life very simple when we really break it down into these three circles. So th- this this lady I was talking to the other day, and I said okay just picture those circles and those things that are bothering you that are winding you up which circle do they fit into and if they're actually in that circle that's out of your control well there's nothing you can do about it so you may as well just put it to one side and forget about it because any energy you put into that is wasted energy um and when we start looking at it, if you think of the situation we're in now, you know, what is under our control? And I think there's actually a lot less, in my opinion, this is my opinion, there's only one thing, one thing that is totally within our control. I don't know if you agree with that, Rachel. That, that's a question coming back at you. But for me, is attitude. Attitude. You know, the one thing we can totally control is our attitude. There's lots of other things that, you know, food at the minute, we can influence it, but we can't actually control it. But because, because of the coronavirus, we might not be able to get the fresh food that we normally would do. We might not be able to eat what we would normally eat, but we can still influence it. We can still influence, you know, how much food we eat each day, whether when we go to the supermarket and buy healthy stuff or we just buy lots of treats, you know. So we can influence it, but we can't ultimately have total control over it. Equally, the whole situation with the virus, when it ends, we have no control over that. And I speak to a lot of people that are worrying about when is this going to end? It's wasted energy because we just don't know. Mm. Can and I? Can I, I, I? Sorry, go on. You go, go on. I was <laughs> well, just I'm just wondering if if that's a good time to do to do my little analogy because when we talk about energy, I've got two pint glasses here. One one full of water, one empty. And if the one full of water is all the energy that we've got to spend in a day, that's it. If we waste that much, so I've, I've sort of filled the empty glass half full. If we waste energy on things that are out of our control, that only leaves us with what's left in the original glass to use on things that are within our control So actually being aware of that and recognising that things out of our control is wasted energy and using all our energy on things that we can control or influence is actually a much better use of our energy and and will get us much better results.
0: Thanks. I think it's really helpful to think of it in terms of energy because I think often we just think we don't always equate stuff that we're thinking about as actually the Mm. fact that it's zapping our energy or it's stopping us from thinking about stuff that is more fruitful or useful I'm wondering about the fact that this is a great theory and and maybe a lot of people listening will have heard this theory and so I'm wondering how how do you actually do it in practice so it's in theory everybody will go yeah you're right I can't control it yeah actually short of me saying that probably doesn't make me feel much better so i'm just yeah. wondering how how do you do it in, in
1: practice put it in practice yeah and and it's a great question and i think it it kind of almost links to the two other podcasts that that we've done because one is about creating a habit that when you get something that's maybe winding you up you know not making you feel good it's looking at it and creating a habit of going right i'm going to picture my three circles, or I'm going to write my three circles down, which circle does it fall in? And then when you recognise that it's out of your control, is back to that being aware and taking responsibility. You know, it's not easy to always put it to one side and realise it's wasted energy, but you've got to start somewhere. So first step is being aware so writing those circles down, writing something in those circles and going, okay, I'm now aware that energy I any energy I spend on that out-of-control circle is wasted energy. It's still not easy to always stop yourself from wasting that energy, but you it takes practice, it takes time, it takes effort to create that that habit. First step is about being aware. Um, And I think that's the second thing is that it's back to the recognising there's a choice and taking responsibility for your choices. So I'm seeing an awful lot of people at the minute making different choices with the situation we're in. And some people are choosing to waste an awful lot of energy on things that are out of their control. And in wasting that energy, they're not thinking great thoughts, they're not feeling great, and they're not behaving in the great way. And as we've already talked about, that can then cause a downward spiral. And the more you downward spiral, the harder it gets to take control of where you're putting your energy. Um, But really, we've just said there is one thing that is totally under your control and that's your attitude attitude is energy you know it's it's what are you putting your energy into what attitude are you putting out there really hard when you're doing that downward spiral but ultimately it's your choice it's your responsibility it takes time effort and practice yeah um can can I tell you another little story actually and it's someone um, who's struggling in the current situation, and doing a lot of email contact. And in every email, um, the energy is going in the same place. You know, it's all crap. It's never going to end. Uh, I can't cope with it like this. All of that energy, all of her energy, is going into those thoughts. But everything she's saying is out of her control. So A, it's wasted energy. B, it's not helping her move forward. It's not helping her feel better. But actually, and this comes back to what we were talking about last week with the Google search bar, that's what she's focusing on. That's what she's putting in her search bar. So that's what she's seeing. And only she can change it. No one else can do that for her. So it's tough but we have to take responsibility for our choices and where we're putting our energy, our focus.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I guess as you were talking, things that I was thinking um, about, you know, the practice in control as a muscle that we exercise. and So that practicing that sense of, can I control this? No, I can't. That is in itself something for us to to practice to get good at.
1: You know, I, I often say, you know, you go to a gym and you don't get fit after one session, you know, and you always hit a time until you get a level of fitness but it's hard and that your legs are aching and you're feeling tired and you don't want to do it. But it takes effort and commitment to change and get fitter. It's exactly the same with this. It takes effort, energy, commitment to create more useful habits and 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 for it to become automatic you know but over time it it does and actually as soon as you start thinking like that you'll kind of go ah wasted energy out of my control crack on but it takes time
0: to get to that point and it doesn't stop you thinking about it like I've known this theory for a long time but actually I'll still I'll still start to think about stuff I can't control just in case I can you know there must be a way and maybe if I watch the news even more I'll even learn even more a way of controlling this but it but actually you can't and I guess when you were talking about attitude I was thinking attitude in it in itself is a habit it's a habit of attitude it's you know what what is my habit is it to look at everything i can't control or is it to start to see what's useful here and what energizes me and and what would help
1: yes yes and it's back to that saying isn't it you know you can't control other people's behaviors but you can control how you choose to respond to it so a lot of the time we see the things that people are getting wound up about are often linked to someone else's behavior now you can influence that behaviour because you can, you know, we're all having to live in, you know, if you're living with family or with friends and you're living in close, confined um situations now, and maybe people are starting to wind you up, you know. Now you can influence your mum, dad, brother's behaviour by telling them, you know what you do in that really winds me up, but ultimately you can't control whether they choose to change their behaviour or not what you can control is how you choose to respond so recognizing that they're winding you up but actually at the minute we're all in a bit of a different situation it's not great for anybody i'm going to choose to take myself into the garden and create a bit of space so they stop winding me up again not easy we're not saying any of it's easy but the first step is becoming aware of where the choice lies
0: and the choice is always there um that's that's the beauty of this we've always we've always got a choice and I um I'm really glad you mentioned the downward spirals. so I I learned about those a long time ago via a book uh with Benjamin Zander actually who talked about uh, moving from downward spiral conversations to uh conversations of possibility so in other words sometimes we find ourselves and I particularly do I've been doing this at the moment with COVID is we're in a downward spiral so we're all trying to figure out what will happen when and what about this and what about that and have you seen them doing that over there and should they be doing this and that's a downward spiral conversation, it's going nowhere and his advice to move out of that was to start to ask much more open questions so if people are in those conversations, yes you might need to take yourself out of there because they're draining your energy but the other option is to say, so what What can we do right now? Or what's possible? Or what do we really want to happen if we could make it happen? Or just to start to shift the energy by the questions that we ask, I guess. But yes. What you think. Yeah. And, and yeah, I,
1: I completely agree. And I think that also depends on where the other person's at, you know, because I, I think there's probably a, a podcast for another day. But, you know, um, the, the chimp paradox which I think we're going to go on to talk about if someone is getting wound up and agitated and frustrated themselves that might not be the time to have a conversation with them you know let them calm down and, and then have the conversation but for me and this is very much about the control out of your control it's about having a solution focused approach mm-hmm. so, so focusing on the problem is is often out of your control so you know COVID-19 the problem is out of our control all right the solution as in solving the coronavirus that's pretty out of our control as well but but finding a solution to the challenges you are finding right now is totally within our control within boundaries obviously but someone said to me yesterday how are you coping with this You, you know when you're having a lot of conversations with people that are quite intense how are you coping with it I said, you know how I cope? At 2.30, every day, I stop and I go and train. And I put my headphones on and, and I get on the bike or I go and and I, for an hour, hour and a half, hour, <laughs> um, I train. And I don't take calls. And I, and you know what? I can be really maxed out at 2.00, 2.30. By the time I finish training and I take my headphones off, I'm ready to go again. That's how I cope with it. So, for me, that's about finding a solution and controlling the controllables. I can't control the situation we're in, but I can control how I deal with it and put things in place to help me deal with it. Um, and that's empowering because when we take control of what we can, that makes us feel good, that gives us ownership. So, very much at the minute, I think to help us feel better, recognise what you can control and do something about that. Um, and that
0: then becomes incredibly empowering. I love that. And, I, and I, I'm just going to add to what you do really, Kelda, because on top of you doing that consistently, so that links to our first podcast on routines and habits in a way, but on top of you doing that, what you do is tell everybody else that's what you're doing. So you're managing other people's expectations, aren't you? And and yeah. it's very easy for us to allow you to do that because we know that's what you're doing. So we're not yes. going to bring you between half two and half three because we know that's your time. Yes. And I, sometimes yes. with this control thing is we have to share what what we need with other people so that they they help us do it as well. You know, they don't sort of try yeah. and uh, get in the middle. I
1: of especially you know it's interesting i mean this kind of links in with google search bar again how you know some people are saying okay we're getting this amazing family time you know we're getting time with our kids that we wouldn't normally have and we wouldn't normally eat as a family or go for a walk as a family but but we're doing it you know so some people are choosing to see the positives other people are going oh my god we're driving each other up the wall and you know we can't get away from each other and both are true both are true um and I think actually both are fine because it, you know yes it can be nice for the first week or two having this family time but after six weeks we're all actually getting a bit fed up with each other but if that's a case of what like we just said recognizing that actually that person today they, they need to go for a walk on their own because they just need a bit of space but talking to each other and communicating that is really important and that is something that's under our control you know we can talk to each other and communicate with each other might not always be easy because that's up to the other person choosing to communicate as well and that is out of our control and that's how it becomes really interesting the more you look at it and, and then recognizing again well if they choose not to communicate with me there's no point me wasting energy on that because that's their choice
0: and that's out of my control. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think that just linked to, to what you were saying then, which is that both are all, are often true. So sometimes we can believe that only one thing's true or the other. And then we go from we hate each other to we all love each other. We're hating this to we love this. Actually, we love and hate it. And yeah. we get on and we argue. And I think the more we can have a bit of a balanced Sort of reflection on in what in terms of what we believe is our current truth, the more we bring balance to that, I think the more that helps us feel energized. I you? think it's okay for it not
1: to work sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I was talking to another young person uh, yesterday who was having a real wobble, and I was like, it's okay, have a wobble because this is tough. This is tough to be to think you can be positive every day, the whole way way through, is really quite unrealistic expectations, you know, so let's, let's embrace the wobble, you know, so I think if people are living in close confinement together, to expect that you're going to get through the whole of lockdown and never have an argument, well, fair play, like that's a great relationship you've got, you know, Um, but that doesn't mean the relationship's not working, or you're all falling apart, that's just reality and and how it is. Um, One one thing that was really interesting as well, um, and it was kind of a useful tool for, I think, maybe linking it to what's under your control and and what's not, um, is the question, what is your evidence? Um, So, you know, sometimes when we start telling ourselves things, this is never going to end. Someone said that the other day. This is never going to end. I was like, is that really true? Like, honestly, is that true? And they're like, well, it feels like it. Yeah, yeah, but is it true? Where's your evidence to tell me that that's true? And she went, well, it's not true. Okay. And, you know, straight away, that can, it's very easy to get unrealistic and a bit, um, Uh, almost over the top because we are all in a tough old time at at the minute um but I think it's a great question you know is that really true
0: where's your evidence can bring you back to reality a little bit more that's brilliant I love that so shall we wrap this up what shall what were the key points would you say Kelda how how will we summarize it
1: yeah I think But really, the key points to take away from this are just those three circles, recognizing what's under your control, what can you influence, and what is out of your control. And then being very aware of where am I using my energy. And if you're using your energy on things that are out of your control, that is wasted energy. Wasted energy, you're achieving nothing with it. So my key point would be, be wise how you're using your energy and use it to get you the best result, to make you feel the best you can, um, because we all just have that limited
0: supply. That sounds brilliant. Thank you so much. Learned loads again and see you next week. Thanks Rachel. So that's the end of our podcast for today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have found it helpful, please do share with as many people as you can. If you would like to find out more about Climbing Out and Kelda, visit climbingout.org.uk. Or if you would like to find out more around learning to fly and Rachel Day, visit flyingschool.fun. We really look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks.